0: Hi, you're listening to Second School, a podcast by two cult survivors who are slowly learning to be functioning members of society. I'm Ben Ford.
1: And I'm Jake Vaughn. Hi, Jake. Hey.
0: Did you notice how I was, like, extremely tired about 20 seconds ago, and suddenly I have pulled energy from who knows where?
1: I've not noticed that. I can't wait to notice it. Hopefully, at some point <laughs> later in the show. <laughs> yeah, I sound, I sound out of it. Uh, yeah, Ben, uh, like his eyes are rolled halfway in the back of his head, and he's in a room that's just darkness, and I can only see him. And yeah, he sounds kind of hungover.
0: Some crosses, some candles going.
1: Yeah, I think <laughs> I assumed you were in the middle of a seance, or you were just a little tired. <laughs> Well, One of those two things. It,
0: it could it be both?
1: <laughs> I mean, um, the, I, some people I have to imagine get a little tired after a séance, mm-hmm. or
0: during. You know, like if you're not if you're not reaching the dead, like surely it's a bit boring. You're yeah, just you're just closing and... your
1: eyes with candles all around you. It's just kind of nice nap time.
0: Yeah. Do you know what else was nice? Um, what was nice? Not that, not that I've actually done a séance. I just had my first Pride. Woo!
1: Hey, congratulations. I've, I've seen some of the, the pictures. What, what was it like for you? How do they celebrate Pride in the good old US of the UK? By which well, I mean Britain, which is different, I think.
0: We, um, you know, we go around each other's houses and we put a special pot of tea on and we just <laughs> yes. watch um, Downton Abbey and it's like really nice. Right. But we... What we'd like to do is we turn off the colour on the TVs. So it's just black and white, and then yes. we dress up in colour, and that's the only thing that's different.
1: Yeah, and then you, you know, kind of kind of sniff and go, it simply isn't done, darling. Right, and, after, uh, after
0: what, we've watched Downton Abbey, of course.
1: Yes. Like, hmm, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a bit good, isn't it? Rather good. Yeah, it wasn't half bad. I say, old boy... I wouldn't mind going down on her Abbey. I don't know. <laughs> or <laughs> we'll his. Cut this. Or mm. his, as we learned at Pride. <laughs> we this, learned you learned this, things. right? You didn't know that before. No, I
0: also learned I have to, like, stop shouting homophobic things at people. Did you know that? You can't just f- throw slurs at people in the street. Apparently that's Yeah, because a
1: lot of times you're going around just pointing at people going like, Grr! and... Yeah, I mean,
0: the float was going by, you know, all these different companies and groups, and I was just handing out little leaflets, you know, about (laughs) what the Bible really says.
1: Yeah, well, when the float came by for me, I was screaming because it wasn't actually floating off of the ground, and I thought this is a complete ripoff, I was promised, you know, gigantic vistas floating off the ground, floating down the streets. Are they vistas? That's not the right word, but I had to say something. Listen, this is a podcast uh, that is focused and about things. Specifically yeah. cults. <laughs> that was a bit anticlimactic.
0: <laughs> Specifically cults. cults. Mostly um, just the yeah, you're right. That's why it's um, like weird that Uh, or why our experience at Pride is so strange for us because we were in a religious cult. Uh, Yeah. Funnily enough, together, but we didn't know each other then and yeah. Yeah, that's true. It was a whole thing. What what were we before reference, if uh, people don't know?
1: We were Jehovah's Witnesses. Witnesses of Jehovah himself. And you'd think that'd be a pretty great thing to be.
0: The amount of people that's like such a a common first question as well is like what did you witness why is it called that and you kind of I explain know. it's
1: like really dumb yeah it doesn't really make sense now when you think about it i i would argue and maybe this is controversial but i think jehovah's witnesses makes more sense than the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints i don't think you can do two ofs in a row mm. I don't think that makes any grammatical or literal sense. Although, when you explain it, like, we are witnesses of Jehovah, they're like, oh, okay. True. They have no follow-up questions ever.
0: One of those churches fits really nicely (laughs) into musical form, and the other one does not. I think you could
1: pretty much copy and paste one onto the other. Yeah? No, but
0: that's fair. I think definitely the the opening, hello, you, you don't even have to change anything. It's, like, exactly the same right
1: the, the, can i tell you something i've about? never seen <clears throat> what's it called piss town Town. the book of mormon you've never the seen the book of it? mormon I, i've no i desperately want to Jake. of course but i i There's it was like a bit controversial i know it was a bit controversial as a witness so i, I didn't see it then uh and okay. now i really want to see it but i want to see it uh live um Okay, but I, sh- I could still listen to the cast recording, so I know all the fun songs and can sing along out loud while standing up at the play.
0: You definitely should. I highly recommend it. However, this is not an advertisement for the Book of Mormon. This is an advertisement for our YouTube channels. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, no. If we'll you do don't know, later. Jake has a very, very famous YouTube channel. Oh my god! Just have you all types of heights
1: oh the the metrics are off the charts for example uh the latest chart was that my latest video was eight out of ten in terms of popularity so that's that's how it went i didn't even know it went chart. to ten yeah yours doesn't Mine's even say that. five yeah <laughs> yours just goes <laughs> to five. Oh my god <laughs> Um, no, I actually don't know what those metrics mean, but yes, I'm very famous, and you are, what, like a I'm, painter or I'm like or something?
0: six years behind in in
1: famousness. That's not true at all. <laughs> You're very close. <laughs> no. Your videos get very similar views, and people like you more. Right. Well,
0: it's just I just don't overload people, you know? Like you're there and yeah. you're like, Hey look, I've got a video whenever you want it and it's always there. Right. And you've always got new content. Once and a week it's a little
1: exhausting.
0: People do not want new content all the time. You know what they nope. want? They want really sporadic you never know yes. when it's gonna hit, when yes. you're gonna get a new video. It's just it hits you like a like it's a bus.
1: You it's know? the left tube business model and it's flawless release. Weird, mm-hmm. like release videos completely <laughs> randomly about tw- yeah. <laughs> twice a year.
0: <laughs> um, anyway, that's uh, a little bit about us and our nonsense, but we are here to discuss important things. Jake, we're here to teach the, yes. the listeners important yes. lessons about life that we have in learned. the second school. In the second school, a part of the Kingdom Hall, a a church for Jehovah's Witnesses that everyone just absolutely adores. And today's topic... Mm. Is very important, and it's so important it that I have
1: completely
0: forgotten what it I was is. about to
1: say. Is it so important that you remember it exactly word <laughs> for word? Yeah. Okay. So this is something that uh this is actually works what You know what? What we keep finding, and we can cut this out so people don't know, but we keep finding that we accidentally have planned things pretty well because last week's episode, or I guess it's whatever the last episode was, your kind of pitch for an episode, and this one. Right. Is mine? I guess. I mean, it was my suggestion, but I get emails from people who are physically in, mentally out of the religion. People who are kind of stuck in the religion of Jehovah's Witnesses, and sometimes other like evangelical groups. Um, but because there are shunning practices, and the consequences of leaving are so devastating, uh, they're kind of stuck pretending, basically. And so mm-hmm. I get uh, emails asking for advice. And I'm sure you do too. And one of the things uh, that I I hear a lot, and I remember hearing myself, was even if it's not true, mm. it's the best life ever. So people who are wanting to leave the religion, maybe they're trying to talk about their doubts and questions with their family and their family saying, well, even if we're wrong, it's still the best way of life. Uh, and I think that—I thought it would be good to, to talk about that because— It's not, (laughs) but (laughs) I think it can be hard to address that question. First of all, if it catches you off guard. Second of all, probably you're talking about this with a person that you know or care about. Maybe it's just some random elder, but I I always feel like it's parents that throw this out. Um, Like, I raised you in the best life ever. Um, Have you encountered this, Benjamin?
0: Yeah, I have. It's actually... um, You're right, people do say that, and I thought yes this is a good topic when you sent me the message about it but actually now as we're recording I'm realizing that actually happened as well like like, oh, es- okay. especially people who were speaking
1: like as and they're going to say think. now that we're recording I actually realize it's a terrible idea and we should change it <laughs> we should change this <laughs> topic this is, this is terrible you're right
0: that really does happen like there's people who I spoke to let's say um as I'm leaving and still having saying goodbyes, basically
1: mm-hmm. who
0: basically told me actually, they don't believe it, but it is the best life ever. And I, I was just like, what on earth are you doing? It's madness yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That happens a lot. So let's, let's break this down. First of all, what, what does this phrase mean? Where does it come from? Why do witnesses say it? How do, often like what
1: what it what does this phrase mean best
0: life ever to a Jehovah's Witness?
1: It means a lot that you threw to me for this question because this is something <laughs> that I feel strongly about Jehovah's Witnesses released this song, their first their inaugural episode of JW broadcasting, which is sort of like their monthly it's a monthly program they release. On their official website, and it's basically required viewing for all witnesses. There's a big, long Bible discourse by one of the governing body members or their helpers. So, one of the big leaders of the church. Then there's some, usually some like reenactments, some, ooh, what do you do in this situation? And some interviews with witnesses about trials they faced or whatever. And uh, usually an original song. And the first original song they ever did uh, was called the Best Life Ever. And it was this kind of plain white tees sounding acoustic guitar song about how being a witness is just so great. And th- that song was actually kind of unique because it didn't really talk about anything specific to religion. But And I have theories about that. And we could talk about that off mic. Um, <laughs> but I... The Best Life Ever, as a phrase, doesn't make any sense. It's grammatically heinous. I won't allow it. Uh, It says, and I will hold it in contempt of court. Uh, Like, a life cannot be described as the best life ever until it has ended. And you can compare it with all of the other lives that have happened. And since there's always going to be people alive, you can't ever say like, well, that was the best life ever. That was the best life that ever happened. What you should say is it's the best life possible. And and now you're chairman.
0: Okay, so I have, like, so many things here. First of all, Mm -hmm. I think... I don't know if I'm making this up, but could Uh, it be that this phrase, best life ever, was, like, being used on social media and, like, by people before the song,
1: even? That's a good question. I don't think so. I think that the phrase started coming up because this was like, oh, this is our anthem. Best life ever. And then it started to become an aphorism that they would say a lot in the talks, I noticed. Like, oh, we're going to popularize this and make this a thing that we say. Uh, And so you started seeing, like, hashtag best life ever, which is what I always uh, hashtag my TikToks now (laughs) because the witnesses will just click on it and watch it. Um, But, Yeah. yeah, I think it started with that. But it is kind of a weird thing to just randomly come out with.
0: Yeah, it's, um. you're
1: right. I it's a little my, my... colloquial for the typically snooty watchtower. Sorry to cut you off.
0: No, yeah. It's, um, I think my memory is just so, my pre-broadcasting memory is so hazy that um, I, I think know. we've said it forever, but I guess it's probably, you're probably right, it's all from, from that. Actually, that song is probably one of the most triggering because... Um well obviously everyone remembers broadcasting starting and that um that whole time. Uh but that song got used a lot when we moved um branches and in the language course then in Germany. Like I in fact I think that was the song I, I used when I did some video editing just as like a, a recap of the course. You know, like at the end of Pioneer School and stuff, someone some mm. nerd might make a video or something. We did that for our language course in the branch and we put put that song to it. And you're right, because it's not overly religious, it is a little bit more flexible and it does fit a bit more on social media and stuff because no matter what you're doing, you can kind of put a hashtag best life ever and you look like a numpty, but it fits because (laughs) whether you're sunbathing and enjoying the beach or whether you are... Uh, literally going door to door, trying to convert people. It all fits. It's the best life. Yes. Whatever you're doing.
1: Great point. And this, this is my contention. Th- this is my theory that they wanted a song that was generic enough that it would be appealing regardless of whether or not you were a witness. And they wanted a phrase that in their mind encapsulated how young people talk like, it was the best thing ever, or eh, all the convention, like all the blank or best blank ever. And I think they really wanted to have a, <laughs> I think they, they, I don't know why I think this, but this is just my theory of my brain. that I, I think that they made that song and they're like, this is so good that it might just be popular on its own as a song. This might go viral. And so uh, we don't want to put necessarily the name Jehovah in this song. <laughs> because that might freak people out so we're just going to make kind of a generic pop song talking about the best life ever and then people click on the link and ooh it goes to jw.org that is my that's my tinfoil hat theory
0: that's not a bad theory i i i don't know anything about it it's a- confirm or deny for you that was but, my theory um,
1: as a witness this is not post-hoc apostate uh theorizing i thought at the time i was like i feel like they're really making a play here um
0: well they i i hate to to play the the Bethel story card but <laughs> um the there was a time we got an assignment once in the video team And it was just a, I can't even remember what the script was, but we got a script and everything. And they said in advance that they're going to be putting this video in for some like international award. Um, And we're like, we're going to submit this and it's, you know, it's going to be great. And I was like, how can you tell us in advance that you're going to submit it for, like, surely you need to see it. Like you're telling us basically this needs to be amazing because we're going to submit it. You're not going, this is so good, let's admit. You're like, rating the
1: award. Witnesses, well, not witnesses specifically, but like, speakers, especially like governing body members and helpers, will be like, we appreciate this change in direct. We appreciate this provision. Like, they tell you how you feel. And I feel like they're telling you, like, this is an (laughs) award-winning thing that you're about to make. It will be nominated. Yeah.
0: And it did, it did die a death, fortunately, because I think they realized how ridiculous this was. Someone somewhere had a brain and we just got canceled and we got a different one. But I thought at the time, this is literally like the dumbest thing. The amount of pressure you're putting on like a tiny team, like that's not even in the States with the budget that those guys had.
1: Yeah, they go the most circuitous route. To, like, maybe pull some people over to their side. Like, they don't want to go on the news, but they'll go on weird local AM radio stations with Robert Hendricks or submit right. to some weird international award yeah. show.
0: So it's not outside the realms of possibility that they did think, like, maybe this song will... Maybe, you know, maybe this will be big on the TikToks and people just start using this <laughs> song in the background.
1: It sounds like... They focus grouped a bunch of generic sounding pop songs and were like, this is the most catchy and least offensive uh, chord progression possible. Um, think
0: they just grabbed a load of new 19 year old Bevelites. and were like, you're young. Tell us what you like.
1: <laughs> yeah, I and remember just, as a witness, man, I wish I could remember what song it was. But I was like, oh, this is a total ripoff of this song. And after the broadcast, I, like, pulled it up on my phone and was like, honestly, it just sounds totally like this. And my family was like, why are you doing this? And I was like, because I'm secretly Pimo, but I don't know it yet. Anyway, we've been talking a lot about the literal words, best life ever, which is absolutely my fault. But, um, yeah, that's become a, a, a thing. Obviously, it's not like Witnesses just started believing that they have the best life possible in 2014. But it became a common refrain uh in kind of an easy i don't know tag to put on things uh so yeah do yes yeah okay you know what i think we should do ben challenge round Uh uh-oh what are good things what are things that a witness apologist you know like your witness parents might say like look we have the best life ever because X, Y, and Z. Like, what are their arguments going to be in favor oh, of the interpretation? Okay.
0: So, let me think uh, about what the specifically the person was saying. So, first of all, it was like, um, it's the best life ever because the Bible standards are just good standards that you follow. So, like, no... Sex before marriage and stuff protects you from STDs and so on. Right. And, um, and what was the, another thing? Like, um, it's kind of hard. You know, being loyal to your marriage mate, it protects you from like family breakdowns. That's and, a good uh, one. Yeah. And things like that. And so, and it was really, it was funny because the person who was saying, was literally saying these two points to me. I thought to myself, like, you're almost on autopilot because you're not really listening to what I'm saying. Because I literally told them that I was gay, like, you know, four minutes prior. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> you're not listening to, like, because these points aren't really that applicable in as much as you're telling me, well, the Bible has the best standards. Like, Like, that yeah. actually... Not for That you. doesn't work so much if the Bible standards still don't apply because you're a member of the LGBTQ community.
1: That's, so, yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, I I think that's what, I think that's why the LGBTQ stance is what motivated me more than anything was because, like, even if I can justify this for myself, the fact that this, this excludes so many and we expect them to uphold this Life that is cold and, you know, basically filled with celibacy and a lack of intimacy and constant self-doubt and self-hatred doesn't seem healthy to make people uh, live through that. And also, I just think that it's good and fine. It doesn't matter. Um, So, yeah, I I do think that 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 is a big thing, but that's also like good to keep in mind for this conversation. It's like a lot of their overarching arguments for why it's good are going to be, if you are like cis heteronormative, it's, and like American and married <laughs> yeah. and young, almost as if and let's no imagine, goals you're making, you're making rules as if you're a Bethelite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, things that make sense if you're employed full-time by Watchtower,
0: but also i think lots of the points so like those two about you know being loyal to your marriage mate and no sex before marriage protecting you ultimately from stds are actually just points that i think most if not all people do actually agree like if you want to protect yourself from STDs, not having sex before marriage and then getting married to someone who hasn't had sex before marriage is a an, an exceptionally good way for, to protect yourself from STDs. And not cheating on your spouse or your life partner or, or significant other is a really great thing to do. Like, these are generally good ideas and, and principles, but somehow witnesses confuse this is a a good way to live that this is how i've decided to live and that's good with this is the only place that these things can occur
1: yeah yeah they they think that they're unique
0: right and and that's where this best life ever pitch comes in because it's like well where else are you gonna go where else has this best life ever this this Oh, that's another great one. The global family. You can go anywhere that's... and meet people mm-hmm. just like you. That's a, that's like also something that, you know, if you could go anywhere in the world and know that people like-minded are there, that also sounds fine. Like these are not controversial opinions that you have. It just doesn't... It The, the disconnect between these are nice benefits of being an occult and nice ideas with this makes it undeniably true even if basic archaeology or 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 conscience
1: goes against other parts yeah.
0: anyway i'm getting a bit ahead of
1: us no no I, that's yeah there there's a lot to potentially um pull on there that you've brought up a few Really good things, which is one of the underlying suppositions that they're going to have is that there must be a group that is true. So for them, if you are are having doubts in the organization, they're like, "But there's no other organization that does all of this stuff." Uh, they're not what they're not prepared for is you saying like, "But I don't believe that." There needs to be a true organization. That there is a true, you know, all of that stuff is is going to be in their brain. Um, <clears throat> the my favorite thing that I've heard uh, from the like ex Mormon community, and I quote it all the time. It was from an interview I heard on Mormon Stories, which is a great show. They uh, somebody said everything unique about the religion is not good and everything good about the religion is not unique and that's something that i think is a good like guiding light and like always holds true to me when i think about it which is like okay well one thing that's unique about jehovah's witnesses is that they don't accept blood transfusions but that's not good because it forces people to needlessly die including babies, uh, pregnant women giving birth, uh, including hemophiliacs uh, me, last year around this time uh, like, it it's not good the, the, um, the I'm, I'm, I don't know, I'm trying to think of other examples that are like that, but like the community aspect of it is not unique, right? You can go, you can have that level of community in a local D&D group uh, you don't necessarily need uh, Jehovah's Witnesses for that. Or you could just do any other religion who all say the exact same thing that they offer the the community. So right. the best life ever thing, they're kind of going to be focusing on those things that are unique, probably. Like, well, this is the only group that does X, Y, and Z. Um, but I don't know. Like, for the purposes of this discussion, I, I'm more interested in the things that are just like okay here's what it takes to be a jehovah's witness this is not a good life this is a bad life it is like objectively not the best life ever
0: okay yeah
1: yeah cuz i don't want to straw
0: man their argument which is that even if it's all a lie and none of the biblical stuff makes sense that this is still the best way to live like that's what
1: they are yeah. trying to say that's that's also that no that's a good qualification too because i would think that probably in their head they're like well bible standards following bible standards is the best life ever or whatever right
0: and so like you know obviously (laughs) you know the lgbtq community is a great like come back to that but if we ignore that aspect of it um it it is a it is an interesting question, isn't it? Let's—if we somehow, I mean, it's it, maybe for both of us. It's kind of hard to do, but if we just ignore, let's yeah. just ignore the LGBTQ community. They get too much attention. We love to too do too many that. rights. <laughs> um, we both feel strongly that we have too many rights. Right, a hundred percent. They've given us way too much. I can do whatever I want these days. Oh my god. Um, no, but let's ignore that argument and let's say it's not uh true any of the biblical stuff we're not going to have paradise and all that um is it is it the best way to live right question mark
1: question mark okay so so here's the what in my mind is i don't know if it's like the silver bullet but it is what they're not taking into account like well even if i'm wrong it was still a good life and to me the answer is no because if it's wrong you were preaching lies your entire life because you cannot be a jehovah's witness in good standing in in fact you cannot be considered an active witness if you don't preach and that means spreading the teachings of jehovah's witnesses so if it's not true That means you spent your entire life not just believing that something wasn't true, but constantly going out and preaching, spending countless days of your life, maybe years of your life, cumulatively, telling people things that weren't true. That is bad. And I think the question of, like, what if you're spreading lies to people uh, can be a powerful one because that's, I don't know. I think that's, that's one of the things that made me really stop and think at least like, well, I don't know if I can go out in service anymore. Cause I have too many questions. Right. So that's and my it's not,
0: thing. It's not even as like, you're right. It is, it would be lying, but also it's not just like we're going around saying we're going to go to heaven and we're not. And whoops, we told a lie cause it's not true. Yeah. It's almost scaremongering. It's saying, you are going to die uh, like forever and will never come back unless you join our group and do exactly as the people we follow tell you
1: and That's what it even is. even i myself telling you this will die if i don't preach to you my survival right. is contingent upon preaching this message so yeah yeah oh, so my. so there's a lot
0: of of like Kind of even just going door to door, you're recognizing that you you're basically doing it for f- fear. and like if it's not true, then why are you doing that in question marks
1: right, I think that's kind of the weird thing that I've noticed is like there was always the weird person in your kingdom hall and like you didn't want to be stuck out in service with, and I feel like a lot of times it was because that person was really, uh, (laughs) like, really took it seriously and was like, we're going to chase... Like, I I had somebody who was like, oh, my God, I didn't talk to the mailman. I got to chase them down and preach to them. And I was like, no, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? But in reality, if it's true that Armageddon's coming and you need to save their life, it would be crazy not to run after that person and tell them, right? Like, it would be your moral responsibility, and that's how it's painted, by the leadership. The blood is on your hands if you don't preach. But we don't treat service like that. We take our no. time because we count our time and we want to get as much time as possible so that we look good on the service report. More, Mostly so that we don't get yelled at uh, and we don't get told we, to put more time on service.
0: And if you're a man, you can get more responsibility and start making some of the books.
1: Exactly. Yeah, your mobility, your upward mobility in the organization is dependent upon whether or not you're getting a certain amount of hours. Uh, So like everybody either, I think everybody does it because it's one of the few socially acceptable ways to hang out. Yes, but they do it because they have to. And the only people who do it because they love it are kind of the weird people that you don't actually want to be stuck out in service with. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah, I had um, one time I was with a a man, you know, a brother in service, and he put his... So the person came to the door, kind of said no immediately, and then... um, I'm getting distracted because the dogs in this neighbourhood have just... They've gone wild, and they've all started attacking each other, it sounds like. I went on service, and... um, with a brother and he put his foot in in the door so the householder couldn't shut the door very old school
1: thing yep i worked with people like that
0: and i was mortified and immediately reported him to the service overseer who we were out with and was like uh i can't believe what this guy's just done but if i believe that that person is you know about to go upstairs and shoot themselves imminently I, too, would do everything I can mm. to stop them from making bad decisions or from 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 losing their life. And so yeah. it's because of the disconnect between what we're actually... What we, on paper, are doing and what we know in the back of the head we're doing and what we've convinced ourselves through through routine that is the case that we just end up doing it. And this is not this whole conversation shows that 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 is not if i'm painting a quote best life ever the the compulsory uh conversion of the the mankind across the world comes very very far down the list of things that i'm thinking about
1: yeah I'm gonna go as far
0: as to say that it's not on the list at all, Jay. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> it's pretty far, but I'm gonna go with you there. <laughs> I, I yeah, I the, the preaching work thing you've you've kind of stumbled upon something that really made me think and it's 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 a little off topic, but whatever. The The people who would be like that were, were usually older folks who joined the religion probably in the pre nineteen seventy five era. Or even earlier And the fact that there was a date On the calendar When the end was coming Made it real You have to join the religion before this time Otherwise you're going to die The You know, the the joining the religion Was not a lifestyle It was, this is what I need to do To not die And I think that the modern organization Is really into the Hashtag best life ever thing Which is like this is just socially a great religion to join. And that's the argument that I think Watchtower is trying to put out there now with their focus on, like, we focus on practical application and families and look at our little cartoons. It's just, like, trying to make it more of vibes and, ooh, it's just nice. Um, and that's uh, bad. <laughs> I lost my train of thought, but it's bad. <laughs> I think it's bad.
0: Yeah, so... I agree. I think especially that older generation that tend to be those strange people you don't want to end up in ministry with. Their, basically their conviction or or one's conviction for the ministry increases at that age because you're desperate for it to be true. Because if Armageddon, the quicker that comes, like every day, basically, you're risking death of of old age or for multiple (laughs) health problems. So the, your heart really drives into this, like you're, you know, you, th- that phrase that there's no atheist on a sinking ship, that kind of happens as a witness. Like if you're facing an imminent health crisis or you're getting older, your zeal for the ministry to convert other people skyrockets because the more you're convinced it's true, the more this health problem or your impending death... It seems less important and and more likely that all of this hard work and all of this preaching was was worth it and you're right I think the the young generation they don't have that fear they don't they're not scared of imminently dying they don't really they've never like you say had a date for Armageddon they don't know the history of the organization all they want to know is that all of these dumb sacrifices and dumb meetings and dumb ministry they're having to do and they hate is mm. actually worthwhile because ultimately they're making better decisions than the the people who look happy, which are their peers who are doing what they want, who are mm. getting good jobs, who are having nice houses and having all the sex. and And so this best life ever for them is not yes, we're making it to paradise. It's I'm making better decisions than my peers. It's almost like, you know, when you, you see even in, in witness propaganda, someone get a really good job and they kind of like shove it in other people's faces and they keep talking about their new job and how much money they're on and how happy they are. And, oh, I, I just, you know, we just decided we had to get the one with the pool and they're really just shoving it down your throat. That's what the best life ever hashtag is for young witnesses. It's confirmation that we are making excellent decisions and we are having a great time even if we go home and we're actually depressed because we're repressing uh, sexual desires or we have an abusive family or we're actually really lonely. Uh, whatever it is, hashtag best life ever puts a smile on the face and makes a nice Instagram hashtag.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, you know, it it may be the best life ever if you're perfect, but as you're constantly reminded, you're not. It is impossible to live up to the standards that Watchtower puts forth. Like, what it takes to just be an average publisher is pretty overwhelming from the, you have multiple meetings a week, three, if you, you know, include family worship, which you're supposed to, because if you're not doing that, you're making Jehovah's sad. And you're supposed to be doing your daily Bible reading and reading the text and meditating and doing personal study and preparing a comment for the meeting and preparing for the ministry. Don't just go, don't just show up, prepare for the ministry. And, you know, what are you doing for people in the congregation going to get-togethers? You know, it's a completely all-encompassing thing that is constantly reminding you of your failures and the fact that you suck. Like, I, I think the thing with... Best life ever is, you know, your comfort as a witness is, well, I know that a lot of people are out there doing cool stuff that looks fun, but they're not really happy because they don't know Jehovah's standards. And if they did know Jehovah's standards, then they'd feel like shit because they'd realize how wrong they were. Um, but it's not the best life ever if you're wrong. Like, everybody probably thinks that they're happy. Those people in the world who, you know, quote-unquote, don't know Jehovah's standards... um, Sorry, I'm kind of rambling. I'll put it this way. Like, okay, no sex before marriage. Nobody likes that rule. That sucks. Everybody wants to have sex, for the most part. Um, We we love you aces out there. But the... Most people, like, want to have some sex sometimes. Uh... If it's okay to do that, and it's in fact healthy and normal, and you won't die at Armageddon, it would be better to do that than to deny yourself something that is healthy and harmless and constantly live your life feeling guilty, even for having thoughts of doing the healthy, harmless thing.
0: Right. I think um, I'm going to try and one-up you here jake (laughs) let's see if you can do it i think the witness response to that would be yes they just they love a good std comeback and they'll be like but all of the diseases that come from it and all of the troubles and teenage pregnancies and it's just better to do it our way
1: but okay here's what i would say um are like are they under the impression that just because there's only eight million witnesses Mm -hmm. in the world uh pretty tiny fraction of the world's population like do they think think
0: i did the maths the other day i think it's oh i don't know if i'm gonna make this up but i'm gonna point one percent i think think (laughs) or is it one for some reason i'm thinking actually do you know what i should just not eight
1: million of eight billion is that one percent or like for some
0: reason it's either one point four percent or zero point eight I was it to could say, be neither of those.
1: Yeah, it's something like that. Guys, listen. Fact neither us. of us ever claims to be good at math. And no, it's pretty low, is the thing I'm definitely not taking
0: maths at <laughs>
1: university. No, no. Um, <sighs> and... Uh, oh, yeah, okay. So, you know how you went to school with, like, a couple hundred other kids... And maybe you knew one person that got pregnant. Yeah. Like, most people don't get a bunch of diseases and get prematurely pregnant and have shitty experiences. Like It seems like most people, as long as they are doing everything as uh, healthfully and safely as possible, Mm -hmm. pretty much are okay. And the (laughs) supposed benefit of waiting... Until marriage is that if it's literally that just you, you won't get a disease, first of all, you don't know that because you don't necessarily. No, I won't get into all that. You won't necessarily not have any issues because what if you get married and you are not sexually compatible? you don't have a good sexual relationship. And in fact, it's a source of strain on the marriage. Then Mm. you've lived your entire life in celibacy. And oh boy, I I finally get to get married and you're still not having sex because you don't have good chemistry a a thing that you can't know until you actually do it and try it. Uh, So (laughs)
0: yeah, sorry. I literally just out of the blue, you reminded me once I was at a kingdom hall, this was many, many, many moons ago. And an old sister was on the platform of a young sister. The young sister just stepped in last minute. And the old sister had something prepared and basically gave the script to the young person. And they were just <laughs> on the platform going for it. And it was... The young sister was interested. And she was like, Oh, but... I can't remember even their name, the old person. She was like, Oh, but Susan, um, I just want to, you know, go out and like... Um, have uh, you know sex and all this stuff i just want to go do it all and the old person was like yes well it's a bit like a car you know um basically you you go and you go buy a car and you wouldn't buy a car without opening up the bonnet and having a good look at the engine would you and everyone in the in the kingdom was like Wait what? <laughs> it was just like the weirdest analogy, and the young sister on the platform literally turned bright red and was like, "What have you just said?" <laughs> it was one of those moments where like the whole kingdom were like crying with laughter, and everyone talked about it for years and years
1: later. Yeah, well, but it, it's not that... a bad analogy, is it? Like it, <laughs> it, it it's what everybody it says. Like you, you wouldn't commit to buying a car and have it be the only car for the rest of your entire life without test driving it. Yeah. You have to know whether or not you like it and want yeah. to be in it <laughs> uh, for the rest of your life. Uh, so <laughs> it's not really, yeah, like, that's not a good life. It is, in fact, objectively unhealthy.
0: Yeah, so the... Best the... laugh
1: ever, though.
0: You actually, Jake, you didn't let me one-up you cuz oh, oh yeah, my okay. one up. Oh, um, my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. I um I think there's a better argument for um it not being the best life ever. Cuz I'm still thinking Oh, I see. I'm still for it thinking not that, being the best life ever. Yeah, I'm st- I I'm still thinking that a witness would come back with STDs and all that. And you're right, that's not a great argument, but you know, if witnesses have an argument, they'll just repeat that till they're blue in the face.
1: True. I don't true.
0: think, I think I've got a point which is indefensible, question mark. Um, Wait, your point if is This isn't the true, as in, it's in, as in they can't come back at it. Okay, okay. Um, which is, if this is um, not true, but it's still the best life ever... Right, this is the best mm-hmm. possible life, even if it's not true, even though we have to go door to door, even though we're waiting to have sex.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: D- Can you explain to me why the disfellowshipping arrangement and particularly disassociating, why you have to apply those rules? Because those rules are done as a witness. Uh, I'll we should i just quickly explain those terms, disfellowshipping and disassociating, sure. are when you're a member of Jehovah's Witnesses and you either um, break one of their rules or decide it's not for you. Either way, um, they will no longer speak to you or really acknowledge your existence. So your parents or siblings or friends, whoever they are, you're, you're cut off. And because you are meant to have really only relationships with Jehovah's Witnesses, it's basically everyone you know stops talking to you and you're on your own and you have no support so let's imagine you are a daughter or son or, or a um what, um what's the gender neutral term for for um for child you're a child there we go i was <laughs> like
1: for child <laughs>
0: <laughs> for parent for from, from some loving parents and it's not true but the child decides that they don't want to do it for whatever reason. Why do the parents have to cut off the child from all yeah. forms of communication and all all contact and support if it that's not the true religion? Why is that then
1: loving? No, that you you haven't necessarily won up me so much as you have brought up something that. I very specifically wanted to talk about, which is oh damn. And it's a, no, it's a but it's a great point. That's actually the one of the things that made me want to talk about it, and I can't talk about why on mic. But <laughs> yes, like if if they are wrong, then they have lived their life choosing to cut their own child or their own parents out of their life for no reason yeah. other than ideological differences. And that's uh, disgusting. Like, you know, if you really believe that Jehovah reads hearts, uh, then he'll know that I tried to understand. I tried to do things his way. I prayed fervently, and it just never made sense. I just never got any answers to my prayers. But he'll know that I tried And I did this doing what I thought was best. Uh, But if you're wrong, then you've been praying to no one and you've just shunned me for absolutely no reason. And you're just a crappy parent. (laughs) Um, So yeah, Ben, you're absolutely right. I think that is... I I definitely think that's a more powerful argument.
0: Yeah, because I just... I can't see how... I'm trying to put witness brain on. How can I defend that? Like... Because all of, that's a really difficult thing to defend anyway. But the yeah. defense is always like, you know, this is just what's in the Bible and we we uphold Jehovah's standards and we need to keep the congregation clean and all of this. But if we're saying, if now the the premise of the argument is, well, you know, the religious aspect of it isn't true, but it's still the best life ever, that takes away your ability to defend the disfellowshipping and disassociating arrangement because suddenly you can't say well this is god's standards or god wants the congregation clean because suddenly mm-hmm. morality isn't defined by right that's the wrong creator that matter. yeah so n- there's no way to defend that aspect of the religion it's just a, a horrible teaching that you're saying is part of the best possible way to live so you're saying the yeah. best possible way to live is for if anyone ever in any way disagrees with you to immediately cut them off and essentially set them up for failure and a good chance of suicide or, or harm because they have no way to support themselves or look after themselves. And it's, it's like horrific because you, you've basically shot yourself in the foot with the argument because you, you've killed the, the yeah. excuse.
1: And, like, beyond, you know, let's say we're talking about me, right? Like, I know that my parents are just in—like, they're just depressed. They just feel awful about the situation. It eats them up inside. I had to see them this past weekend for about a half hour, and it was was awful. Like, we we tried to pretend like things were normal, which we successfully did. But I was on the verge of tears, and it ruined my entire— Weekend, I still feel all out of sorts about it. I know they do. I can see how sad they are. Uh, so, if you're the parent choosing to shun your child and it turns out you were wrong, it's not just how much you messed up your kid by doing that. It's how, it, I mean, just selfishly, think of how miserable you've made yourself by doing that and how much grief you've caused yourself by. Obstinately adhering to this rule that you kind of know is a little messed up,
0: right? And I think it's important as well that like people follow this rule because they're in a cult. So obviously, there's you know there may be people listening who have done that. Like I did that to my birth father while I was inside. So like it's not like you know there is no, absolutely no coming back from 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 doing this kind of behavior. Yeah, but, yeah but in this argument in this conversation we're we're saying that this is a what am i trying to say that that this is a there's no way to defend continuing this behavior under these circumstances that's what i'm we're trying to say yeah i just got i as you were talking i'm thinking oh that's true but actually now i'm starting to think oh i do feel really bad for doing that and but, like, you know, we're all in a cult. We all do what we were told, and then we wake up and we're good as God. I think I might cut this bit.
1: <laughs> no, 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 that was good. No! <laughs> no! No! Okay, so here, here's another thing. Um, this probably didn't happen to whoever you're talking to, but ideally they have some level of empathy, right? So it has certainly happened that... A husband has lost his wife or a wife has lost her husband because they have let their spouse die, maybe even a child die, for refusing blood. If they were wrong, they let their kid or their loved one die for no reason, and that person died for no reason. Not the best life ever to avoid mm. easily accessible life-saving medical treatments uh, for kicks. No, right. Um, I, I think it's actually kind of difficult. I I thought it would be easier to come up with reasons why you'd want to stay, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I. But now that I'm thinking about it, this is kind of one of those things that i i've gone through is like what did i like about this again like what did i li- i didn't like the meetings i know that i liked hmm. having something to do at the meetings but whenever i just had to sit and listen to meetings that was boring i didn't i didn't like that conventions yeah i liked having something to do to keep me busy and i liked walking around flirting with people didn't like the actual <laughs> conventions broadcasts. didn't really like those i always hated the songs uh what did I like? And I, I think the the reality is the religion is your identity. The cult is your identity. And so it's the best life ever because you need it to be. You're told that. You have to believe it. And for you to not believe it and to concede that there may be a better life might mean that you have to do something about it. And that's deeply uncomfortable and scary. And so it's better just to pack up your brain with things to, you know, make sure that that never seeps through. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think cults are bad. I think, um,
0: as well, when we're talking like witnesses, um, they, it's very difficult for them to, it's, it's one big package So Mm -hmm. it's easier for us to say, well, look, point A, point B, it's not the best life ever because we're coming from it from, you know, a normal point of view where we can go, okay, we haven't got the religion. So we've got these 500 beliefs and rules that we're going to live by. And we find one that is objectively not okay. And we can just go, well, if we have to cross a single thing off here, then obviously it's not the best life ever. But mm-hmm. witness brains don't work like that, at least not mm. initially when you're waking up. They go, well, okay, that is bad, but the rest of the other good things make up for it. So yeah. they go, they might say, well, okay, you know, yes, I don't want, you know, blood transfusions uh, um, and whatever, and that is bad, and I would let someone die, I guess. But the rest of the other good stuff, this is still the best life ever. Because they'll, you know, they'll come up with the, the the things we previously mentioned. And it's that inability to recognize that, well, if you have to change anything, it isn't the best life ever. It may be in some ways a good life. It may be in some ways a great life. But if you're having to change stuff because there's an, an indefensible uh, belief or teaching, then... Immediately, it's not the best life ever. Do you know what I mean? I just I think it's important to yeah. recognise that. But that that even if you say you know what I um, I love everything about this. I even love going door to door and all of this. But I will not. I will accept blood transfusions, and I'm not going to cut off my family if they don't think the exact same way as me. That is not the Jehovah's way teaching. And you have started to make your own decisions and your own um, moral compass and conscience and and make your own decisions, which is funnily enough, what actually all ex-witnesses have to do. And in some ways enjoy doing is making those decisions for yourself and forming your best life ever. Look, it almost sounds like we're coming full circle, Jake. Hmm. Can you believe that? Like, it sounds like we may be happier on the other side.
1: Oh, my God. Well, th- absolutely, you know, zero question that that is true. <laughs> I feel so... Like, for real, I, I I reached a level of happiness that I didn't know existed. And it's not like I'm, uh, like, ecstatically... Uh, jumping around on rainbows all the time. Like it's I'm being shunned by all the most of the people in my life that I love. And I had a really big, tight knit family that I no longer am a part of. And that's that's devastating. Even with that, it's still my my base happiness is just so much stronger. I was thinking too, like, one of the things that I'm like months behind on videos. I don't know about you, Ben. I'm a little behind on stuff I planned on putting out. One of the things mm-hmm. that Watchtower put out recently that uh, my Discord helped me do a lot of research on was this really long document that uh, Watchtower provided to a uh, court on their view on shunning and why it's actually mm. okay. Yeah. Um, really long, like hundreds of pages and the one of their main arguments is well other people do it too people choose to cut people out of their lives it's not that big of a deal and like you know you you mentioned your your dad uh choosing sure. to not associate uh and we've all done that like i don't think i can have this person in my life anymore um but it's the it's the choice it is the choice to do that And that's what you don't have as a witness. You know, the best life ever would be having the actual complete freedom to examine what you really think and doing that um, instead. And the other thing is like, yes... The the world is quite divisive. Watchtower likes talking about like unity and like oh look how divided the world is and how unified we are. Well, there are people unified around lots of harmful stuff. There there are extremist hate movements that are very organized and unified in their hatred. Um, but normally, a, a healthy group uh, is united in acceptance and making as many people as possible feel included in part of the group and blah 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 whereas as a witness and in a lot of religions you are united by exclusion you are united in the fact that you are the only group who knows this thing everybody else in the whole world is wrong and you will happily kick out members of the group who, who step out of line i felt like i was gonna make a larger point but i lost it yeah. it's gone
0: <laughs> no you're right yeah so you are you end up stuck in with the inability to make your own choices and and we should bear in mind as well that <laughs> all of all of these points all of these arguments are subject to change at any point like your yeah. co- your belief that you are defending to the ground and are making mm. such giant life choices and horrific decisions with horrific consequences could change tomorrow if you get a letter from your local branch or a department at Bethel or News a, a update on circuit overseer, or a website or a video or a go- all stemming from world headquarters, suddenly your position will change. If if one day a certain medical procedure, a certain fraction is not okay, and the next time it's a conscience decision and the next day it's allowed, you're you're just defending whatever the current teaching is. So when you're saying it's the, oh, yeah. the best life ever, it's also the best life ever right now because that will change soon. Like it, it, this the is the current version of the
1: best life ever. <laughs>
0: right, best life ever 30.6B f- Delta 7. <laughs> UK version.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uk.
0: Literally. Um, so, yeah, it is just just madness isn't it that somehow i don't think i ever used that hashtag or anything like that i wasn't that kind of witness but
1: yeah and i also didn't like
0: like the original songs or anything and didn't didn't really get into this but i did definitely that that video stirred emotions because it's Mm -hmm. at the time it was like you're making lots of sacrifices here this best life ever is
1: it better be the best life ever
0: yeah, it's confirmation that everything you're doing is for a good reason. I think that's really a powerful message for for the organisation to to put out. Is is kind of this confirmation, not confirmation bias, but confirmation reassurance. <laughs> I don't know what the yeah, right term
1: is. reassurance bias No, I I love that you brought up the subject to change thing. This is something that I brought up to my parents when they passionately defended how important it is for the disfellowshipping arrangement. It's based in the Bible and blah blah blah. I I told them if tomorrow there was a special update on jw.org that said we no longer disfellowship you would say what a loving arrangement. This is so great. And they provided scriptural evidence. You would have no choice but to believe it. You would have to. So you don't actually care about disfellowshipping. You care about following the rules, and the rules are constantly subject to change. And that's kind of the thing. Like, if you were somebody in 1914 who very passionately felt like no, the end is not coming this year it's coming in 1975 I feel that very strongly, you would get to Um, but that same person would have been, you know, a circuit overseer a few years later when suddenly oh no, actually, we, we think it's 1975 now, like all of this stuff even though it's not necessarily Armageddon end date predictions the stuff changes all the time you know, is it the last minute or the last the last second to the last minute of the last of the last days now you know it's, it's all just yeah there could be a new video tomorrow that just undercuts all these things you've just passionately defended
0: yeah yeah because the especially nowadays what um try not to use that term uh, the organization of joseph's mm. likes to throw especially in cartoon form it seems lots of connective tissue with their history so there's lots of like oh, you know not even charles taze russell anymore but lots of like old style witnesses going in and it it helps reaffirm that we've been around a long time and that this is right and the history of the organization and there's not you know we're the same now as we were back then but in reality there were jehovah's witnesses who had, did not know the term disfellowshipping and didn't do that Whereas they they were against having uh, at least culturally an online presence, they were against televangelism. They were against. Um, they weren't against blood transfusions. They they were there's there was like, or well, at least certain. What I'm saying is they they, the religion is so different now to it it was back then in these times that they portray. And yet they would say back then that was the best life ever. Like it's always their religion is the best life ever, no matter when you lived. Because otherwise they're saying that, you know, that back then wasn't, it's just a very, and they'll, you know, that's when you get into the defense of, well, it was the teaching for the time and it protected us for this. And it got us through this and it got us to now. So it was the right teaching, even if it makes absolutely no sense because it got us to where we are now and n- yeah. then with this kind of logic you can n-
1: n- get anywhere yeah we know we have the truth now so anything that got us to this point no matter how incorrect was actually kind of necessary <laughs> you know, yeah. no that's so, i had actually never thought about that but you you brought up something that's like there were jehovah's witnesses or maybe more bible students who lived and died thinking that excommunication was fundamentally incorrect and would have preached against it to their dying breath
0: Damn. Yeah. And like those people are uh, at least portrayed in cartoon form or, or visually with reenactments as living the best life ever back then in videos and in Watchtower, in pictures. So it's kind of this, this rewriting almost of history that we've always been living the best life ever even though these people believe completely different rules and you would actually fight each other in the street if you were comparing beliefs
1: yeah you, you would you know you you would walk away from the door if they started telling you what they believe because you're like, oh, this is an apostate, we can't talk to this person, and they're really just a Jehovah's witness from nineteen thirty four yeah. um well shit ben, you know some of our episodes are funny, not this one, but this one made up for it by being actually good and interesting,
0: yeah I think, I think we, we had a pretty good discussion yeah, and I think Jinx. it's it's pretty clear that. Witnesses don't have A, they don't have the best life ever and B, they don't have exclusive rights over over this whole phrase just sucks really doesn't it like your (laughs) best life ever is individual like the decisions you make Jake I'm going to put this out there and I know it's true but the decisions you make (laughs) I probably wouldn't make or vice versa that is true. your best life ever is so individual as like the listener probably hates both of us for different reasons because they like this <laughs> and they like that and they hate the american accent and they think british
1: people are stuck up and i like your best i like ever that You're so pessimistic that it's not that people (laughs) like us for different reasons. It's that they hate us for different reasons. I definitely hate both of the hosts. Yeah, it's like I like Jake,
0: but the accent's annoying. And it's like Ben doesn't (laughs) shut up, but the accent's more tolerable. So with a mix, they'll listen. Yeah, yeah. You know?
1: That sounds about right. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it's like,
0: I think that's the point of this episode is that if you're... If you've woken up, enjoy um, your best life ever creation. And if you are in the process of waking up, hopefully that's illuminated a little bit or broken this this glass box that you have been living in for a while and that we were all in, that there is no other way to live and there's no other way to be happy apart from obeying these rules.
1: Yeah, like it, yes, it is uh provably good and healthy to be part of a diverse group of like-minded people who make you feel fulfilled and valued and stuff. And that's uh, most groups that people care to join. Uh, and Jehovah's Witnesses will give you that as long as you agree with everything for sure. Um, <clears throat> and that that thing about agreeing i did just want to touch on quickly because there's there's a lot of talk about that uh as culture so divided like obviously i don't think i could be friends with somebody who is like well obviously i think the lgbtq community needs to rot in hell forever uh there's a lot of like people who are like nah, why can't we just be friends in spite of our disagreements and it's like well i mean it, it's there's one thing to disagree about like what to order on the menu at the restaurant tonight. It's another thing to argue in favor of, like, this kind of person that exists is not valid and actually deserves to be eradicated. So, Mm. like, being a part of... You know, it's not, like, inherently good to just allow every single viewpoint into your life and, like, believe it and trust in it. Like, you can still be selective about who your friends are and stuff like that. I mean, I'll give
0: you a a good example. Recently, I don't think you would mind me talking about it, but recently a a friend of mine got uh, disfellowshipped um, spontaneously. It wasn't a prepared exit or anything. We got in touch, and um, I kind of forgot that (laughs) disfellowshipping is different to my exit, which was planned and meticulously crafted. And so I thought, you know, this will just be hunky-dory and we'll have a good time and whatever. But actually, it was really rough for a few weeks and I was trying to support him as much as I could. And it got to the point where I was, like, quite drained or extremely drained physically and mentally from trying to support Mm. this person who is going through a a lot of difficulties and is being extremely self-destructive. And had that behavior never changed... There would be a point where you have to say, I'm really sorry, I can't I can't be around this. I've got to cut this out for my own um health. Uh, fortunately that wasn't the case and that has um repaired itself and everything's great now. But oh, good, good. there are definitely times when, you know, you have people, even if you extremely love them or they really are your type of people, and they are just so self-destructive or so bad for you that you need to take a temporary step back or you need to really um uh, change your relationship with that person for your own protection or for your the well-being of your your family but making those decisions personally on a case by case basis is different to a a rule not set by yourself that is uh, <laughs> uh, um Uh, uh, cannot be questioned and should always be applied. That's the difference between making good decisions of when to um, choose or re-choose friends and re re (laughs) redraw boundaries and relationships and the disfellowshipping arrangement of Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. Sorry for the story.
1: No. Well, thank you for apologizing. I don't accept it, Um, but (laughs) I appreciate the gesture. Uh, No, but you know what? Ben, I think an even better confirmation that life on the other side is the best life ever is that you can watch guilt-free the Ben Ford porn. YouTube channel. Oh.
0: <laughs> Which some say is better than porn. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, many people are saying this. Um, nice segue, yes. Uh, we both have YouTube channels. Mine, um, I chose the nice easy route. Uh, unlike some people, of just choosing mm. my YouTube channel name to be my name. So if yeah. you like Ben Ford, you can search him on Twitter. You can search him on Instagram. You can search him on the YouTubes. Yeah. And, and if you don't like him, block him. Yeah. You know you know what? You can send abuse to him if you want. Like, it yeah. happens. I can't even remember. what my, hey. It's like YouTube Same. at BenFord.com. Boom. That goes to my inbox. I have a little cry. You make me feel bad. It's a nice little circles yes. of hatred. Is um, that an
1: actual YouTube, is that an actual email you have? YouTube at Benford.com? It is, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. I had because I started My with email activism. is internet at email.com. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I started with like activist at dot and then I was like, this is dumb. Ew. I'm not an activist. And I was like <laughs> activism. And then I was like, no, this is also crap. Cause I just make dumb YouTube videos and sometimes they're barely about Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> so um, so I changed it to just YouTube and then no one can get Larry at me for <laughs> any reason. But they still do, yeah. Jake. Um, as I'm oh, sure you're aware, because I... you also uh, have a YouTube channel and a social media presence. How would, if I listened to this and somehow I thought, do you know what? Jake is way more interesting than Ben. I don't know how you would come to that conclusion, but if you have, I don't know. how could I follow you and reach you and, and tweet? Mean things at you
1: Or lovely Mm. things at you Well, altworldly At A-L-T Worldly That's how I spell it now Uh, Yeah, so you could do all that Uh, But I want to plug My second YouTube channel uh, Which is called Bad Take Jake And uh, I only have one video out But I think it's really good And I think you should watch it I'm really happy with it And I'm definitely going to make more it's more it's like rebuttals that I do on my altworldly channel but f- uh, making fun of like the weird cottage industry of nerd hate videos of like people who complain about the Obi-wan show for being too woke or something uh, so now I just make fun of I make fun of those people on a different channel uh, watch Bad take Jake it's good and Ben uh, you know he's one of my good friends because he didn't even know it existed I literally didn't. I was. Like, I didn't, but you? I also didn't tell you. I think I only like tweeted about it. <laughs> okay. Well, I think I might have blocked
0: you on Twitter to, for my. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I you understand. Know. No, that's good. Well, that's
0: <laughs> because I'm one of
1: the ones who DMs him abuse the most.
0: Yeah, the amount of e- I had to block you on my email server. It was like just constant yeah. emails and videos. Um, email that's at really then. interesting. Email server great. dot com.
1: <laughs> it is really good ben it's one of the best youtube channels many people are saying this and um you know you read the intro this week and i wonder mm. if you can remember the outro do we have an outro i think i just made it up, <laughs> every single week. i can
0: i can make it up again if you want i can just
1: don't and nobody send us information and correct us on this i think what you did last time was sort of like tune in next week where we see if we can become fully functioning adults like you made it seem like okay well this week we failed (laughs) it didn't work but next week maybe we'll succeed but this was a good
0: episode so i think we succeeded this week
1: yeah i actually think this might be the last one ever (laughs) we fulfilled it (laughs) we can't we
0: can't beat it yeah. Uh, what you should do is you should like and subscribe to the Spotify's and the Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating. Do uh, that. If you've got this far, you've probably already done that. And uh, listen and subscribe and everything for the next episode where these two former uh, cult members try mm. their best to dissect their uh, former beliefs and teachings, to create new beliefs and teachings...
1: And create
0: their own cult of happiness.
1: <laughs> That's. Th- to create their own cult of happiness. That part is different. And I don't know how you feel about that. <laughs> I just nip that one in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll I have to talk with Ben about this cult that he's starting. But uh, thanks. Bye.